Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. We are offering a free trial of Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, uh, you can get the free trial and you can check out all of the audio content that they have. And so if you think it's only audiobooks, uh, that would be incorrect. So head on over there, sign up for the trial and check it out for yourself. We are really fortunate that this podcast has continued to gain recognition as a great resource for small business owners, business leaders, sales professionals. Uh, we're, you know, we've been included on all sorts of lists of the best podcasts to listen to, and that is because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they are gracious enough to join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. That way you get the information you need, when you need it, uh, as you need it. Uh, you can go back and, and listen again. You can reach out to the guests. Uh, it's all good and it is all here to help you succeed and uh, be more profitable and successful. Today is no exception. My guest today is Andrea Albright. Andrea, who is recognized as the thought leader publisher is on a mission to create the next movement for authors and evolve the publishing industry. She's not just a publisher, she's a legacy maker. Andrea has become the author of 25 books, reaching tens of millions worldwide in over 40 countries. Now she's taken her passion for helping authors find the same success by publishing books with meaning. Thanks so much for joining me, Andrea. Hello, thank you for having me. Wonderful to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. Uh, we're gonna be talking about um, marketing and growing a business and, and all that happy stuff. And 
I, I'd like to start with what sorts of personal obstacles do you think entrepreneurs face when they're starting a business? Well, you know, obviously there are a lot of obstacles, which is why the success rate of businesses staying in business is only about 15% within five years, which is really crazy to think that 85% of businesses will be out of business before five years. And so obviously there are lots of obstacles or else we wouldn't have these kinds of statistics. You know, the beginning of a business is, it's like the baby, you know, it's got very few resources. It doesn't have a lot of credibility or traction. It doesn't have a history or a legacy. All it has is the vision. And the vision is what an entrepreneur starts a business with and I believe it's the losing of that vision why entrepreneurs fail especially in the startup phase really okay so so they lose that vision what happens there well when you start a business you see a possibility for something better you are either innovating an industry, a product, a service, and you think, you know what? I can do it better. And so it really comes from a vision. But what happens is when you get into the day-to-day -day business, you become so overwhelmed with paying your payroll and dealing with clients and changes in the economy and competition. And so all these things begin to weigh on the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur actually starts to treat their business like a job and that is the worst thing an entrepreneur can ever do because it is only the visionaries the ones who are able to see beyond the day-to-day -day drudgery and the day-to-day -day, even the here and now the visionaries are the ones who can see into the future see where the market is evolving and make sure that they stay on the cutting edge. Okay. Um, so I find that so interesting. I think um, it is so easy to get stuck just in doing and not staying sort of above the fray so that you can really be directing it's i can see how after you explain it i can see how that can be um how entrepreneurs lose that vision i didn't quite get it when you you know originally when you said it but that makes perfect sense to me it's unfortunate yes and i've been an entrepreneur for 17 years now and i have seen over 10 thousand entrepreneurs start a business and the amount of people who are still in business it's just very rare we're very few and the statistics you know show that well what happens okay the ones who have lasted are the ones who are the visionaries 
who didn't get caught up in the changes in the economy or a, a switch in the government. You know, all of these things that people use as excuses for why they're going out of business, the ones who are truly innovating are so far ahead of the game that we saw all of this coming in some way or another. And so we've been able to innovate this is the time of innovation. And if your business has failed during this time, now it's time to start a new one. <laughs> Innovate. <laughs> right. This is the best time in human history to start a business. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It, it's it, it's um, sort of like this, this mantra I know that m myself and you and, and a bunch of other people have had that you have to take a look at where the need is and you might have to adjust somewhat. You might have to totally shift. It's okay, yes. right? There's a value to what you are doing or what you can do and it's really sitting in the value as opposed to the how-to that helps us continue to be relevant. Absolutely. And the ones who are visionaries, you know, they are so bold. That's why they have no competition. It's because when everyone else is playing safe, they're playing small, that's actually where all the competition is. And so if you truly are a visionary and you are here to solve humanity's problems, then I don't believe it's a luxury to be an entrepreneur. I believe it's your responsibility because you have this message and this vision that is coming through you. And entrepreneurs can get attached to their ego and they think that it's about them. And so then they wrap their business inside of their ego. But if you are committed to a vision and serving humanity, then you won't have the problems of your ego holding your business back. You will be in service of something far greater. And people will know that. People will feel that. The way that I've been able to disrupt some of the most competitive industries in the world, like health and fitness and now publishing, is because I am bold with my vision. I, I dare to say that I can solve the problems of this market better than anyone else because I look and see how the market is not being served. Authors are not being served by old-fashioned publishing. And so my bold vision is actually my asset. That's what's creating people to notice what I'm saying. It's attracting business partners. It's attracting clients. It's attracting media. And people want to hear about the bold vision. And so if you're playing small or playing safe, it's just a matter of time before you're just gonna die because it's not enough to keep you alive for the long term. I, um, I, I so love that. And I was going to ask, I'm so glad you brought up the ego thing, because I was going to ask you about that. Because when, when you're a disruptor, you have to have a pretty strong ego to be able to disrupt, to be able to stand up and say, I have something that's different. I'm an innovator. But, but that's a delicate balance between having that 
healthy ego and and you know falling off the cliff to it's all about me and aren't I great and then it doesn't work yes there's self-confidence and then there's yeah. ego <laughs> and yes of course we all need an ego or else we wouldn't be playing this game at all but if your ego is controlling the game no, you're never going to be a thought reader. You're never going to have an audience of people following you. I mean, that kind of leadership is dying. You know, people yeah. want leaders who are vulnerable, who are yeah. real, and who are willing to say, here are my flaws. I am not perfect. And yet I'm still standing for leadership. The world is thirsty and starving for true leaders to step yeah. up. And so it's if you so are being true. called for that leadership position, it really has nothing to do with you. You know, the day that you're going to be perfect, if you're waiting for that day, it'll never happen. But if you can just show up from a place of service and contribution and saying, you know what, I'm willing to take the arrows first. That's what a leader does. The, the leader is on the cutting edge, which means they absorb all those arrows first, you know, figuratively speaking, yeah. like we're going to battle. But you also get the arrows from the back. <laughs> so <laughs> if you are one of those rare special people who are willing to be a leader, that's who I am here to encourage because the world needs your leadership. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. So if we have someone who is a leader, is um, ahead of the curve, who has an innovative way of doing something, who really, you know, stands out from the crowd, what advice do you give them around marketing? Like, how do they get that information out there, especially in a world like now where online marketing is pretty much the thing because in person, not so much. Yes, I have been marketing on the internet since 2006, actually where I started as an entrepreneur. And so I do have the advantage of history. You know, I've seen the internet evolve and what it is today is really the same as what it was back in the 2000s and even what the simplicity of marketing whenever it was back in the medieval times and you would go to a market in order to buy goods. That's where the term marketing comes from. It's the sign that attracts the right customer. And the word here is the right customer. And so people, when they go into business, is they think, oh, I just need to get as many customers as I possibly can. Well, that would be like saying, I just want to fill up my store with as many people as possible. And while that might be a good strategy, what you find is that you end up spending all your time and your energy and your resources on people who are never going to buy. Yeah. And so the evolution of marketing comes when the business owner says, you know what? I actually want my marketing message, my marketing sign to detract 99.999% of people. And so therefore the 0.0001% 
who is the ideal market, the target market who is not only going to come into my store, but is going to say, oh my gosh, you are speaking directly to me. It's like you read my mind. It's like you reached into my heart and my soul and you said things to me that no one has ever said before. And because as the business owner, I have targeted that marketing message to attract that person. My store is not flooded with other people who are distracting me. I don't have clients who are taking away my valuable time and energy. I'm able to focus on that one person who I am meant to serve and they can feel it. They know when they're special. And so the best kind of marketing is actually the marketing that gets everybody else out of your store who's not going to be the ideal person who you can serve. And when you focus on that one person, now you give everything you can to make them a success story. This is how I have innovated publishing. I've been a publisher for my own books since 2006. I've written over 26 books now for myself. And I realized, gosh, you know, what if I could help other people to do this too? But I was so specific in the kind of person I wanted to help. I'm here to help thought leaders. I'm here to help people who are willing to be on the cutting edge because that's who I can bring my greatest value to. And even that specificity of saying, no, not anybody who wants to write a book, but a thought leader who knows their book is their legacy. Now I can channel my attention on getting that success story. And my success stories are what are proving my model. And so that is the biggest thing I want entrepreneurs to understand is that if you're just marketing, trying to get anybody to come to your website, to come to your store, to buy, you know, you're discounting your prices, it feeds like just desperation and you'll attract desperate people. You will never become an innovative thought leader if you are distracted by people who don't value your expertise. So raise your value, attract people who value you and respect you, and then serve them at the highest level so that they become your success story, which is the greatest marketing message out there, is making others successful. Definitely. I call it um, chasing bad money. You know, like when you chase bad money, then yeah. you end up with really horrible customers who you hate. And they're not real thrilled. And it, it takes, it detracts from you doing the best work you, sh you could be doing and should be doing because you've, you know, your message was to everybody instead of to who your ideal client is. Exactly. And it pulls you away from that vision. Yeah. Because you're, you're constantly dealing with people who, frankly, will never get it. And they won't, it's just because you're not, a match for them. It's like dating, you know, <laughs> if you're yeah. just dating everybody, well, sure. You may never be lonely on a night, but man, like those dates, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't have to say anything more after that. Right. You're like, get me out of here. But <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. Yes. Really bad dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is definitely not a quantity game in the world of dating, but I want marketers and entrepreneurs to understand that 
with their clients as well. It is quality. It's who can I serve at the highest level and who will make, who can I make a, the greatest success story to prove my model? Right, right. Because it's that social proof that, that always makes all the always. difference. Yeah. Everything is social yeah. proof in our society, which is why I focus on the book gets you positioned as an authority. And that's another yeah. thing that publishers don't serve their authors is publishers don't understand marketing. And frankly, they don't care. <laughs> they just get you a book and say, there you go. You're published. Good luck. But what I realized is yeah. <laughs> authors need support with the marketing. They need to understand how to market their book and actually get the book out there. And the way I do it is I do all the marketing first. So I know what is the market looking for. I analyze the market and then we position the book to serve the market. And when re we release the book in 90 days, what do you know? There is a market dying and ready to buy. We don't have to convince anybody. And then the PR and the publicity comes because the book is why they want to interview you and they know that your market is aligned with your message. And so now you have what we call authority and authority branding is the greatest asset you can bring to your business because the minute you become an authority, you separate yourself from all the other people who are competing on price. You are now positioned in your industry as the number one authority. You can charge the premium prices. In fact, if you don't charge premium prices, people won't take you seriously. So you position yeah. yourself to have the premium prices. You now attract the premium clients who never negotiate on price. They always look for value. And you get to choose who you work with. And that's when the authority game really becomes fun <laughs> because you're the leader in your industry. <laughs> and isn't that really why we started right. our business, Diane? I mean, were we supposed to yeah, we pretty all much. have fun? Come on. <laughs> And so it just, I think, so. I think so too. And so now yeah. the authority positioning, you have more time for your vision, for innovation, for creation. And that's why I want to help entrepreneurs break out of this scarcity cycle, become the authority yeah. in your industry. And you will not be competing on price or discounting your rates or filling your calendar up with anybody who will date you. Like you have yeah. self-esteem, you have confidence, you deserve better. <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to take a sponsor break. <laughs> and then I have some more questions for you. We have to absorb that. So, Great. Uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I am sure, I'm hoping you know that audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles, but you may not know all the other content they have. Podcasts, Audible Originals, guided meditations, and, and so much more. And, and it's cool because it's all in one place. You don't have to go one place to listen to an audiobook and then go someplace else to get your guided meditations. Once you're there, you're, you're there. It's like a community. 
Uh, so we are offering a free trial, so you can check it out for yourself. If you go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you can check it out. Check out all of the content. I can tell you, guided meditations, pretty cool these days. Get been getting me through a lot. Uh, and then I can switch over to some Audible Originals or an audiobook. Sky's the limit. So head on over there and check it out for yourself. Today we're speaking with Andrea Albright about how to grow your business and market it correctly. So once you've gotten that self-esteem and realized that you are a thought leader and you should be charging what you're worth, uh, you pretty much need a website. So Andrea, what tips would you give to the listeners about building that website? Yes. Well, the website is absolutely essential in today's world because even if on the rare occasion where you were to meet somebody face to face, which happens very few times now, but they still go and they research you. Okay. Every single person yeah. goes to the internet and says, who is this person? And so actually your digital fingerprint is really more important than who you are in the physical world. And, you know, we can have ethical philosophical conversations about that, whether it's right or wrong. It's just the reality that we live in. We have switched to the digital revolution. And so your website actually makes more of an impression on whether they will do business with you or not than you in person. And so your website is absolutely essential for representing your brand, who you are, what it's like to do business with you. And, you know, branding is a deep conversation, which I'm also very passionate about because marketing is the beginning hook that captures someone, someone's attention, but your brand is the promise that keeps them coming back. And so your brand is really represented through the way that you engage a customer or a client from the very moment they hit your website. So what are your values? What do you stand for? What is your message? All of this is portrayed within milliseconds and it's all happened on a subconscious level. And so for me, I have fun in my brand. I have bold in my brand. I have visionary in my brand. And you can see all of that within a split second of being on my website. The design is very clean and bold and powerful. And also the website is not here for my ego, although I do love my beautiful website. I've put a lot into it. <laughs> but it's actually about the conversion. And there's a lot of businesses who miss this piece that they go out and make a beautiful, fancy, pretty website, but they never track the conversion. And the conversion is when someone comes to my website, did they take action? And by take action, I mean, did they click and do something? And I don't mean just hanging out and scrolling around my website. I actually want that person to give me their email address because when I can earn their email address, now I have an opportunity to build a long-term relationship. And so statistically, we know that it takes seven to 10 interactions with somebody before they buy. 
And if you're just sending people to a pretty beautiful website, but you're not capturing that email for the long-term relationship, then you are literally sending away over 70% of your opportunity because the people just need to know who you are. They want to see that you really are consistent with your brand, with your promise. And the only way to do that is to capture the email address and continue to provide value, whether they buy from you or not, leading with abundance, serving them, solving their problem. Because when we lead with abundance, we're also showing I am a thought leader. I am here on the edge of possibility. And I'm sending this information to help you without any strings attached. That kind of relationship building approach is, it works online, offline. It's worked since the dawn of time. And if your website is not converting, then it doesn't matter how pretty or fancy it is. It's not a powerful asset in the digital world. Hmm. Okay, that's great advice. And, and then let's talk about social media platforms. How does someone know which ones they should be on? Okay, well, social media is the rabbit hole that goes very, very deep. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs who spend all their time and energy on social media before they build their own website. And I do not recommend this because even if you have 100,000 followers on Facebook, Facebook still owns those followers. It is only by you building your own website and capturing the email, that's where you now own that lead. You own that follower. And you can take them from place to place to place with you. You can say, hey, now come follow me on Facebook. Come follow me on Instagram. But people who say, oh, I have a million followers on Instagram, and then I say, wow, that's really amazing. How many have converted to your email list? And they look at me and go, what? What email list? You are missing out on actually building a business because we know that people go to social media for social proof. They want to see who you are. They want to see what you're doing and interacting with your audience. But the odds of them buying something from you are very, very low. It is only through the emails that we have high rates of sales conversions. And so people who are selling on social media, this is why it kind of comes off like icky, kind of feels like a car salesperson, yeah. you know, you're like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm like, Ugh, that just doesn't feel good. I want to yeah. go to social media yeah. and I want to be entertained. I want to be inspired. I want to, you know, have that camaraderie to humanity. But if someone's trying to buy or force me to buy something, I just am like, oh, this person doesn't get it. And so this is yeah. why social media is a tool. It's an asset. Think of it like commercials, you know, that you're putting out on television. Like, hey, here's what I do. Here's what I'm up to. Come back to my website and let me give you a free gift in exchange for your email address. And so people who understand that social media is a platform for engaging an audience, entertaining an audience, and getting that social proof, but never selling, those are the people who have long-term lasting followers. 
Yeah, for sure. I, that That's huge. I, I totally agree with you. And yes, I hate it when people try and sell me, especially, I mean, anywhere, but over the past several months or even, I don't know, maybe two years, LinkedIn, it's just been awful. These people just, they have these canned, you know, they connect with you and then they send you this really long canned message that I get five of them a day. They're all the same, different, different people, but they're all the same. And I just, you know, yuck and, and move on. I, I don't even respond to them because what would be the point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's okay. marketing is evolving faster than ever because we're yeah. now connected at the speed of digital light. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, humanity's connected. And this is why those campaigns that you see all of a sudden they're everywhere is because somebody said, Hey, this is converting. And then they go and they teach a course yeah. <laughs> and thousands of people right. sign up and go, Oh, this is what I need to do. And so then they go and they blast it. And then it's called market saturation. Market uh -huh. saturation is where even if you're watching a commercial, if you've seen a commercial like one, two, three times, by the third time, you don't even want to look at it. You don't even look at it anymore because yeah. you've already seen it. And so that's happening faster and faster. And it's really the internet marketers who are saying, hey, go and do this, that everybody latches onto it and now it's done. It might've worked, but now it doesn't work anymore. Right. And that's happening faster than ever. Well, and it feels to me like if people embrace this idea of, of being disruptive and, and doing and rising above the crowd, then they're not going to do what everyone else is doing because then they just get stuck in the mire of everyone else, that they really need to be doing the things that are value-oriented. So it's sticky, you know, so they stand out to their prospect base. Lead from abundance. That has been my number mm -hmm. one key for every marketing campaign message. I always lead with abundance and it really is about service. No, you don't have to jump on a call with me before I create value for you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to help you. I'm really here to listen to my market and understand where is my market struggling and suffering. And if we focus on abundance, you will stand out from all those people who are trying to take and we can feel it. You know, we're all evolving yeah. more and more in our intuitive and even psychic abilities to really figure out like, oh, this person is just trying to take something from me. So when you can just lead with abundance, first of all, you don't have to get into that energy of desperation. You know, so you're now focused on how can I serve? How can I evolve my industry? How can I contribute to the market? And if you truly take that stance, you will never be, you will never, you will never run out of money. <laughs> I mean, period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could take all yeah. the money away. Everybody goes back to zero. The people who play with abundance and say, I'm here to create value and create abundance, they will always rise to the top of wealth. Right, because they will never be without clients because they will attract the right kind of business and they will resonate with the right sorts of prospects.
businesses yep. or companies, depending on. Exactly. Yep. It's, yep. And it's the long-term yeah. game. You know, people burn. This is what I see happen in publishing all the time, Diane. And I feel like your audience can handle it. You know, when people go, oh, I'm an Amazon bestseller. And then I go and I look and their Amazon account, they have like 12 reviews. And it just breaks the credibility and the authenticity of their yeah. brand. And I, it breaks my heart because I know that they have invested 10, 15, 20 years into their career. Now, all of a sudden, they immediately discredit themselves because they are going after a gimmick. You know, and while it may have worked in like 2008, everybody knows that if you're saying you're an Amazon bestseller, it means that you put yourself in some obscure category and you were maybe a bestseller <laughs> for like 30 seconds. You screenshotted yeah. it, but you sold your book yeah. for 99 cents. And, you know, actually you don't even really want people to read your book because you're embarrassed, <laughs> but yet you're a bestseller. <laughs> and so... It's like, what is the insanity, you know, that people have come to yeah. out of desperation to, to pretend like there's something they're not. And that's like saying you're an Academy Award winning actor, but you have no Oscar. Like a bestseller means that you are on the New York <laughs> Times or the Wall Street Journal, yeah. or the USA Today, period. That's it. Those are the only yeah. ones who cannot be scammed by gimmicks. And those are the only ones that are credible in the publishing industry. And so I just hope that people will stop lowering the value of their brand by attaching themselves to some kind of gimmick that they think is going to get them a short-term fix. Whatever, the only people you're going to attract are people who are absolutely clueless. And remember, those are parts of the ones who are going to be more pain than their work worth because everybody right. who knows, knows that that's, it just doesn't work. It's, it's not real. It's not authentic. So back to abundance, authenticity, long-term. Your brand is your asset for the life of your career. You may change businesses, but your name will be attached to that forever. There's Google. <laughs> Google doesn't erase things. <laughs> so Right. right. <laughs> There's a back machine, right? There's no... <laughs> Yes. And, it, you know, and then they wonder, why aren't I getting premium prices? Why aren't I being invited to the best stages? Yeah. Well, because you've attached yourself to a gimmick and no one will take you seriously. Yeah. 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 It's short term thinking, right? Yeah. As you said, you're in it for the long haul. You have to have long term thinking and you got, it's got to be what, what is genuine sticks. What is gimmicky is fly by night. Yes. And this is where entrepreneurs, mm. you know, God bless them. They start with the vision and then they get it yeah. to the greed or the, uh, the fear or following the crowds. And I get it. You know, I've seen so many people who are like, Oh, they're making millions. They're so on top. And then the next day they're gone. Well, what happened? Well, yeah. the entrepreneur lost their vision. They became attached to something else and either they self-destruct or they sabotage or the market evolves and they weren't watching the vision. They lost their vision. So they didn't see that the market was evolving and they became attached mm. to the quick fix, which is a drug. It's addictive. And they didn't actually keep the vision and service of the market alive. 
So that's why, you know, I heard a statistic, seven and a half million businesses have gone out of business since COVID-19 in the United States alone. Why does that oh. happen? How is that possible? You know, great, granted, we're quote unquote unprecedented times, where, whereas the people I know who are thriving, my clients who are thriving, it's because they are on the edge. They are on the edge of evolution. And yes, we saw this coming. We knew that a short term or a quick fix or a gimmick was never going to sustain past a ripple in the ecosystem or the economy. And here we are, yeah. you know, it's a disruption in the economy and the <laughs> ecosystem, but the innovators, the thought leaders, the abundance mindset right. are here thriving. And I actually think it's a, it's a balance. It's a bringing to balance the natural laws, because if your business isn't in harmony with the ecosystem, you know, it's, it's not sustainable. It's economic Darwinism. Ooh, I love that term. Did you just make that up? I did. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like all about terms because I'm a, you know, publisher and words. That's a great right. term, Diane. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I got to go write a blog post. Okay. So, yes. uh, <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, for I said a that's a great yeah, name for a book. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great name for a book. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Don't make I me write it. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh I, I just gotta tell you, Andrea, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation for so many reasons. One, because the information is spot on. Two, because of your, the, your level of passion about success, uh, about driving forward and, and you know, the can-do attitude. I mean, it just, you can tell that you are passionately invested in the success of, of your clients and it uh, sounds like everyone you come in contact with. Um, so I, I really appreciate you spending this time and sharing your knowledge and, and uh, energy with us. Oh, my pleasure, Diane. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me unleash it because sometimes I have to hold back, but I think no. you your, your audience was ready for it. So I went for it. They're ready for it. They're ready for it. They're loving it. Yeah. Um, and so see them, tell them how they can find you and, and yes. uh, you know, get to your website so they can sign up for your newsletter. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so at AndreaAlbright.com, there's a free gift. It's how to create $100,000 from your book launch. It's a strategy, an implementation guide. And so I'm doing exactly what we've been talking about, leading with abundance. I want every author to make at least six figures from their book because there's a lot of authors who want a book advance and they give up their intellectual property and the rights to their book in exchange for a book advance which is a very short-term thinking. So you wanna keep the intellectual property, you wanna own the rights to your own book, and if you can make at least six figures, then you'll never have to give away your intellectual property. So that's my hope and my goal for every author to make $100,000 or more on your book launch. Wow, that's terrific, thank you. That, that is really great, and a lot of the listeners 
um, are either authors or aspiring authors. So, hey. Wonderful. Yeah, I know. Like right up their alley. So uh, thank you. And listeners, thank you. Uh, Once again, uh, some really great content for you. Um, Head on over to andreaalbright.com and sign up for the newsletter. Get the gift. um, Connect with Andrea. Do great things. And uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up for the free trial and check out all of the incredible audio content for yourself. And if you are a salesperson or a small business owner and selling is icky and you just really hate doing it, uh, have no fear. Uh, Succeed Without Selling is here. That is my latest book. It is available as a Kindle and will be uh, available as a paperback. It's, you can pre-order it now. It'll be available December 1st. And it is a different uh, philosophy on selling along with tactical things that you can do so that you will enjoy it. And yes, I did just say, you will enjoy it. So check it out. Please continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Me, 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 but also you. (laughs) The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band, turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you wanna learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.